I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hi, everyone. We're so glad you're joining us. As many of you know, Colorado Springs is the second largest city in the state, but some of you may not realize that we are the 39th largest city in the nation. We are growing. That is a fact that most people know, but how are we managing and planning for that growth? That's our focus today during my conversation with Colorado Springs Mayor John Southers, who is here again. I always enjoy our conversations, usually learn something new, and I know our listeners will too. Thanks for being here. Glad to be with you, Jen. I really appreciate it. Um, Mayor Southers took office in 2015 after serving two terms, will end his time as our city's mayor in less than a year. He's talked about and tackled growth in countless ways during his time as our city's leader, and I would say you continue to do so today. It's been a constant theme, wouldn't you agree? Very much so. Yes. So let's start with your general thoughts on growth. In the past, I've heard you talk about growth um, as a means to becoming this place that people want to live, work, and play, and, um, you know, a viable city. So, you know, talk in general about it. Uh, first of all, I've lived here all my life, so I've seen a lot of growth, and Colorado Springs has been growing throughout my life, sometimes faster, sometimes slower. Uh, right now, uh, in the time I've been mayor, uh, we've grown about 1.5% per year. Historically speaking, uh, that's not uh, at a rate uh, uh, that's the highest by any means. I mean, we've grown sometimes at 25 or 3%, but of course, we're a larger city now, so 1.5% of 500,000 you know, is larger than 5% of 10,000, right? Right, those big booms we had. A, yeah, a few exactly. Times. Um, but I think there's something important to keep in mind, and that is this. Uh, a healthy city has to grow because a healthy city produces young people. And young people graduate from high school and need jobs. Young people graduate from college and need jobs. And so, for example, in Colorado Springs, to take care of the uh, high school and college graduates who want to stay here, we need to create over 5,000 jobs a year. You can't create 5,000 jobs a year and not grow. And if you don't create those 5,000 jobs, and we have a net migration of people that would otherwise like to stay here, then you've got a aura of stagnation about yourself. And if you want to, you know, you don't have to go back that far to about 2014, 2015, when there was a notion that oh, we're stagnating, young people don't want, you can't stay here, and things like that. Right around the time you took office. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be uh, uh, careful about that. The other point I would make is this. Um, our rate of growth over the last decade, 17%, was 23rd among the top 100 cities in America. So there's lots of healthy cities out there growing even at a higher rate than we are. Uh, the other thing is, Jen, if you look at the only cities in America that did not grow over the last 10 years, it's uh, not a real surprising list. It's Baltimore, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, uh, St. Louis. Uh, those are the cities that did not grow because there's stagnation and people want to leave. And we don't see those cities on these lists of most desirable places to live Absolutely. and or even visit or um, and just 
just not healthy at this point. That's exactly right. right. And so you've got kind of two camps, or or maybe maybe you're experiencing more than this, but of people who, that when they hear about this growth, when they're listening to this conversation, in fact, they're saying, this is great. This is exciting news. This is what I've been hoping for for Colorado Springs. And then you have other people who are a lot more cautious and worried about it. Yeah, and I pay attention to who's who. Okay. And for the most part, it's people who don't depend upon the economy. You know, they get that... Uh, military retirement check no matter what. They get their uh, PERA uh, uh, teacher retirement check no matter what. And they just assume the city not grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they kind of like their kids or grandkids to stay here, but maybe that maybe they're already here or something like that. Uh, folks that are uh, vested in the economy, trying to grow businesses, uh, trying to, uh, you know, open attractions, restaurants, things like that. They care about uh, whether the uh, city's healthy and growing. And let's talk about growth in more specific terms. We can't really focus on it without talking about critical infrastructure like roads, stormwater. Speak about why that's such an important part of responsible growth and quality of life. Because, you know, it's not the most exciting thing to say, oh, roads and stormwater, but it's really one of the most important. Uh, Keeping up with the public infrastructure needs uh, with growth is incredibly important, and it's not particularly easy. Uh, once again, as a lifetime lifetime resident of Cairo Springs, I've kind of watched uh, the city kind of ebb and flow in its commitment uh, to infrastructure, uh, depending upon what the kind of the political winds are and things like that. And when Doug Bruce was doing away with, you know, a infrastructure tax and a rain tax, which was really our stormwater fee and things like that. Uh, and I've seen us get way behind. In fact, I became mayor at a point in time where we were a couple of decades behind in public infrastructure, both improvement of roads and uh, stormwater. Um, and so I feel very, very strongly it can't ebb and flow like that. You have to have a consistent commitment to it. And I think right now our citizens kind of understand that. You just can't take the, the foot off the pedal uh, you got to, uh, you know, make sure your infrastructure uh, is improving and growing at the rate necessary to accommodate growth. And I was going to say that's a big was a big part of when you first became mayor. Um, you that was a big part of your promise. How do you feel in terms of promises kept and how we're doing? And you know, looking back on the last seven years. Well, you know, the big, three big issues when I get elected. Number one, uh, the relationship between the mayor and council was dysfunctional. Uh, relationship between the mayor and other communities. Uh, you know, we have I have my differences with council, and council has my differences with me, but it's been a very collaborative group of people for the most part, and we've got an awful lot accomplished, and we don't have this dysfunction where our emails are in the paper every day and all that kind of stuff. Uh, number two, a public infrastructure. Our roads were terrible. Uh, we had all kinds of legal problems. Our, our stormwater system was not only physically deficient, it was legally deficient. And we've worked our way out of those uh, problems, and it took a lot of hard work, cooperation of the voters, but we made a lot of progress, and I feel very, very good about that. Uh, finally, job creation. We had been stagnant uh, for a decade, and we weren't even producing enough jobs uh, to keep our kids here, and we had a net migration out of the, uh, the city, and that's not the case now. Uh, we've uh, created each year more than enough jobs to take care of people here, and young people wanting to move here take pretty high-paying jobs, by the way, in cybersecurity, uh, in 
software engineering, things like that. That's the marked difference I feel like I've really noticed is, yes, we can keep our own folks here, which is really important, as you said, but I'm meeting so many people who are saying, I wanted to come live here. And then I started looking for jobs there. I, yeah. I sought this out as a place to, to yeah. move and, and, and to the, be. The folks we're talking about who are retired, they don't happy. like that. Yeah, okay. they're not happy about that. Okay. Right. But the fact of the matter is, people are going to look for nice places to live. And uh, the pandemic just kind of accelerated that. Uh, people are sitting at home. Uh, gee, I now have an employment where I think I can work at home. Am I going to stay in Skokie, Illinois, or am I going to move to Colorado Springs? Um, most people are going to move to Colorado Springs. Right. So. Okay. And so um, can we talk about specific areas, too? Anyone who lives here has been seeing the tremendous growth in the north and in the east, and um, there are certain areas growing at a really rapid rate. Talk about the need to to balance, you know, that rapid growth with revitalization and, you know, growing and improving our current areas, you know, infill. And, um, you know, I know we're, we're doing a lot to revitalize the Southeast area right now. And that's, there's some exciting things going on there. So there's kind of a balance, right? It really is a balance. Uh, you've got new growth and for the most part, you want new growth to pay for itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, we just went through a big debate in the council, uh, I was not happy, uh, and I don't think a lot of people were happy with the police and fire impact fee structure we had. It clearly was not adequate to deal with the growth that we're experiencing and will continue to experiencing with the growth of Banningless Ranch and other uh, developments. And so the uh, council has, you know, uh, really significantly taken a real hard look at police Im and fire impact fees and is increasing those fees uh, considerably to help pay for new growth. And that's the way it should be. Uh, but we also got to make sure that our infrastructure and existing areas and our policing and fire service in those areas is uh, what it ought to be. Um, and there's a lot of infrastructure attention being uh, given to that. And then lately we've had this controversial issue of, uh, you know, evacuations and things. Uh, we are going to do the very best job we can uh, to find, you know, the best uh, software, uh, the best uh, uh, planning in terms of evacuation zones and everything uh, to protect uh, people in all areas of our uh, city. Uh, now, there may be some disagreements about how we do that, uh, but that's our goal. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important, uh, important part of growth as well. So beyond physical growth, um, Share some thoughts about growing our city team. I mean, we're here to serve this city that's growing. Of course, we're managing the growth in many ways, but also trying to keep up with it in terms of adding first responders, police and fire. Uh, talk about the efforts there. That's been a big one. Yeah, it's a very important one. Uh, uh, in 2017, I told the voters, if you allow us, uh, you know, give us, reinstate the stormwater fee, and we've got a re dedicated revenue fund for that. That will free up $15 million uh, in the annual uh, general fund, and we'll utilize that to hire 120 additional police officers, and I think 32 has actually turned out to be 44 additional uh, firefighters. And we have done that. Uh, now we have a little issue right now. We have eight, 803 authorized positions in the police department, uh, 763 are filled. We have 40 uh, vacancies. Chief uh, Chief was on talking about that yeah, recently as we're well. We're working hard, and I think with continuous academies, by mid-23, we'll have that 803 uh, people. But 
we've got a city consultant uh, telling us basically we need another 200 police officers and probably another 80 firefighters uh, by 2035. Uh, so we will probably begin that process this year, going to council on the budget and starting adding uh, additional uh, positions. And that's just a, a function of uh, you're going to have a lot of people living in the Banning Lewis Ranch area. There's other potential annexations. Uh, we probably need two uh, police substations, uh, one kind of the north end of Banning Lewis Ranch, one in the south end. Uh, we uh, will need, uh, you know, we got one fire uh, station just about to open. We got another one just about to, uh, you know, start construction. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to add uh, a couple more uh, in the next uh, several years. So, um, so in your view, that needs to remain a priority, well, of absolutely. course. Absolutely, uh, particularly the public safety aspect of it uh, needs to remain a very, very high priority. And once again, we have a tendency sometimes to ebb and flow in that. It really needs to be a consistent effort. And talk about what residents can do in terms of, you know, knowing what's, you know, staying up on what's happening and then coming up in November, we're going to have... PPRTA, correct? Talk about what that is. Yeah, speaking of growth, right. the one mechanism, uh, the, the greatest mechanism we have uh, from transportation infrastructure perspective to keep up with growth is PPRTA. Which is, this is uh, a Pikes Peak, yeah. Pikes Peak Rural Transportation Authority. Right. It is a 0.55% tax. Now, the total tax is 1%. Uh, but 10% of that goes to the Mountain Metro Transit System. 35% uh, goes back to the communities that participate for uh, improvement of their roads and things. But 55% goes up to a regionally agreed upon by the voters list of major projects to do. And that's our infrastructure that actually expands our capacity, reduces congestion and things like that. So big, you, big projects. Oh, yeah. Expensive projects. If you look around the city... Uh, you know, I-25 and, and U.S. 24, 120 million. Uh, you look at, I think, uh, Academy and Research now, like 60 million. Uh, to give you an example, the top two projects in PPRTA that's going to go to the voters in November is expansion of Mark Scheffel north from 24. Anybody that lives out there knows that's a huge problem. In the county, it's two lanes. In the city, it's four lanes. and it, right. It's got to be consistent. The city's acquiring all that property. And we're going to fix and that. would fix that. Okay. We're going to fix that. It's going to cost about 70, 70 million bucks. Uh, and that's coming from PPRTA. PPRTA. Okay. We're going to complete the extension of powers to I-25, uh, go from 83 to Voyager. That's uh, probably a couple hundred million dollars. Uh, but it has to happen. If powers is not an expressway from the airport to I-25 in 10 years, we got problems. So over the next 10 years, we'll be putting other intersections uh, under uh, uh, below grade. Like I think after research is completed, the next one's probably going to be airport. Okay. Uh, but that's got to happen. So uh, voters will be asked to approve those. That's what they're looking at in that's November. That's exactly right. Okay. And, we, and it's, uh, we can't afford to lose it, quite frankly. It's, uh, it's been popular in the past and, and it needs to be voted on here or we're going to have terrible uh, congestion issues. There's been a lot of talk about state and federal elections and politics. And I just don't want people to lose sight of the local issues that impact their lives every day. Right? Yeah. And PPRTA and, is a prime example of that. Yeah. Anything else residents should be aware of or be thinking of as well, we move I just, through? Um, there's particularly in this age of social media, 
there's a lot of things that are presented very simply. Oh, the city's not doing enough for evacuation or not doing enough for this. You really got to educate yourself and not just accept what your neighbor, hyper-involved neighbor is saying about an issue. You got to read the newspaper. You got to, you know, uh, go on the city uh, website and, and figure out what's really going on and where uh, resources are being Or watch uh, some of our meetings and That's see exactly the... That's right. right. Uh, we have uh, some really devoted public servants, our police department, fire department, uh, Office of Emergency Management. They want to do what's right for all the citizens of Colorado Springs. Uh, and that's their one and only motivation. That's the only thing they're being paid for is to act in the public interest. Okay. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Okay, so any other thoughts on growth? I have a few last questions for you, Go but ahead. they're not growth-related. Okay, okay? Let's, let's do I'm, it. I'm starting something new on the podcast, so I thought it'd be good for you to be my first victim. I mean, interview subject, not victim. <laughs> but some fun, fun questions, right? Um so rapid-fire questions. So I want you to answer them as quickly as possible, just a couple words or a couple sentences, just for fun, so people get an idea of some Can of your you favorite. Can you them if they're inappropriate? Well, I okay. hope they're not inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> Come on, keep it clean. But um, just so people get an idea of what are some of your favorite spots in Colorado Springs and some, some things you love about it. So um, first thing that pops into your head, uh, your favorite part about working for the city or about your job? Uh, the wonderful people I get to work with. Okay. That seemed easy. Okay. And how many years have you lived here? 70. Favorite? No, I don't look that old, but... That's shocking. That's shocking. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. (laughs) Favorite place in Colorado Springs to be outside? Uh, Probably Stratton Open Space. I grew up on the edge of it and has a lot of sentimental... Uh, emotional value to me. So went there as a kid? Oh, I lived on the edge of it. And you still go? I grew up. Well, I have to drive a little bit to get there now. Now, yeah. yeah. I live on the edge of Bear Creek Park now, but yeah. And you use that one a lot too. I do. Yeah, that's a good one too. Okay, one of your favorite restaurants or shops, just local spots? Uh, Luigi's. Oh, good uh, one. Been around a long time and I've been around a long time too. So. That's a good spot. Yeah. Okay, and uh, what would you say is the main reason or the number one reason that you live here, that you choose to be here? Uh, it is is, in my opinion, I think Colorado Springs is uh, the most beautiful large city in America where you can combine natural beauty with incredible uh, economic and personal opportunity. And I've done both those things. I've enjoyed living up here, living here all my life and had a really great career in the law and all that sort of thing. Uh, it's just, it's hard to find a place where you can combine that proximity to natural beauty and the opportunities that the city affords. You can't beat it, but we're both a little biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Mayor. You bet. And thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for listening um, and for the mayor's time and insight into the topic of growth. Please follow um, us on social media. We're City of COS. ColoradoSprings.gov is our wonderful website that Mayor spoke about. And this is Behind the Springs. Have a great day, everyone.